Coming up this week on the Course of Life podcast, our front nine includes holiday weekend recaps, the MVPs of our Thanksgiving Day celebrations, and a great Cyber Monday deal out there for golfers, plus the saddest Patriots game watch party I've had in years, if not decades, and a whole lot more from the world of golf and sports in our life. And this week's featured guest is a friend of the show, Gianna Gravelis from Kiss 108 and iHeartRadio, talking everything from Jingle Ball concerts to her Joe Jonas crush to life updates and all sorts of fun conversation coming your way with Gianna there. And when we always end with food, we're talking all things the flavors of Christmas, getting you in that holiday spirit and a Savannah food tour as well. All of it brought to you by our friends at Desert Fox Golf. That's right, we're kicking it off with a Cyber Monday deal. It's going all the way through the holiday season, courtesy of our friends at Desert Fox Golf. You know that I've mentioned time and time again, their products are great for events, but I'll just speak from a holiday perspective real quick and let you know, not only are they great for large-scale events, corporate events, of any events of any time where you have golfers, but they're also great gifts to give to any golfer. So if you have a golfer right now that needs a phone caddy for their phone to keep it safe while they're playing, or something nice swaggy, like an accessorized swing aid tumbler or towel or cigar holder to make that experience on the course a little bit better, be sure to check out desertfoxgolf.com. They have everything you need and crazy Cyber Monday deals going on all holiday season so check out desertfoxgolf.com and remember to dm us at col podcast on instagram dm us at col podcast on instagram if you're playing in a large-scale event and you would like to see desert fox products there just send us the information and we'll take care of the rest thanks to our friends at desertfoxgolf.com Hello, interwebs, and welcome to Course of Life. We are proud to be presented by our friends at Desert Fox Golf and the Live Take app. I'm Michael, he's Alex, and it is officially the holiday season. We have made it through Thanksgiving. We are under a month away from Christmas. Love that. It's almost time for Hanukkah in a couple weeks. There's Kwanzaa, there's New Year's. There's just everything. It's as some some may say, it's the most wonderful time of the year. There it is. You got in the song lyric before I did. I was going to say the choirs (laughs) are singing, church bells ringing. You know, there's just merry, bright mood and cheer all throughout your town or wherever you are. People have a little bit more of a smile and can take things with a little bit more of a grain of salt this time of year. It's nice to have turned that corner and officially get into that warm, cozy holiday spirit. No, no, but no better place. I'd rather be here with you than than to usher that in. Of course. Oh, I feel I feel like I could. I wish I could say the same thing, Alex. Just gave you a little <laughs> virtual hug right there, and you you rescinded it, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, it's all right. <laughs> Uh, but it was a uh, fantastic Thanksgiving weekend here in uh, Savannah. Of course, it was also my birthday weekend. Oh boy. I'm, officially according to my brother i know i think you tried to soften the blow for me but my brother said that no i am now in my late 30s oh god he just <laughs> delivered it just straight like then like an honest sibling would right yeah 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 
So uh, <laughs> it, it's it's here. It's time to uh, it's time to start feeling old as if I wasn't. Yeah, already. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed the holiday weekend. You had some family around. So that was good to see. I, I did a little bit of everything. I did tons of football watching and it was a crazy weekend, which we'll recap at the end regarding the college and NFL games. Um, and I did some karaoke singing on Wednesday night, mm. Mike. Um, I went with uh, Travi McCoy and Bruno Mars, billionaire. You maybe remember that one from, yep. from about a decade ago. I want to be billionaire. So freaking bad. And then the other one, I can't even remember. I maybe had too many beers, but I sang a couple songs regardless. And it was a nice Wednesday night before Thanksgiving to kick in the weekend. Um, real quick, let's just do our Thanksgiving MVPs. Mm. Honestly, for me, I, I did a great job with the football foods like I laid out in the past few weeks with the pigs in the blanket, the jalapeno poppers, the dips, the snacks to coincide with the football watching experience. Or The leftover turkey sandwiches were on point this weekend from the nice. turkey club to the oven-roasted turkey and provolone. Um, that, that's that been, honestly, the highlight of my Thanksgiving weekend heading into the, the holiday season. Nice. You know, I, I'm tempted to say that the MVP of my weekend was either the spatchcocked grilled turkey, which was beyond juicy. It could be mm, the brioche nice. stuffing with the homemade brioche, which was just amazing beyond compare. But I think it was something I put on the table for the first time in a number of years. That is my family's carrot bread recipe, which is just like... It's it's like crack. You just keep going. You just can't stop. It's just like you just have one slice and you just need another one. And then you need another one. And then you need another one. Awesome. It never ends. Carrot bread. Wow. I mean, and, and, that, and that's an unlikely hero. That's why I asked about mm-hmm. the MVP because it never quite comes from where you think it's going to when, when you lay out the agenda for the greatest eating holiday of the year. So uh, good to hear the carrot bread uh, was a success for you. And a wrap on another great eating holiday. But we're, we're just getting into the spirit of the holiday yeah. gorging. So we'll get more into that when we always end with food at the end as well. We will indeed. Let, let's talk a little golf here on the front nine. Yes. Uh, let's talk about this headline that came out just shortly after, uh, or maybe it was before the episode even dropped last week, about the uh, dome collapse for the TGL and mm. how we're now not going to get this new televised once a week golf league for another year tough blow man yeah. those florida storms they don't play around that yeah that rain wind combo mike you've seen a little bit of it where you are when it hits correctly on the mm-hmm. coast of florida it can really do damage and the tgl roof literally got blown off the damage was so destructive they have postponed the league for an entire year because that was basically going to be their hub and home and only stadium yep. for these televised golf events so we put all that talk on the back burner for 12 more months. Maybe it, it's a blessing in disguise and allows for a little bit more planning and organization. Maybe we expand the rosters. Maybe we have time for a, a second facility on the West Coast and involve some more players. That, that could be something to consider. So mm-hmm. maybe the 12-month break is an omen for them, but... Regardless, I'll be, I'll be interested to see how this kind of affects the whole business mold of the TGL moving forward. It's interesting. I did see also, I saw on Facebook uh, some uh, live-loving group, because it was some group that loves live, was bashing the TGL and being like, this thing never would have happened if they played on a real golf course. It's like, <laughs> really, guys? <laughs> Stretch, stretching the limits of the beef right yeah, there. Really. Uh, and the, and the, other, the other live headline that we should touch on real quick was the crazy $600 million rumor yeah. that the alleged figure uh, to woo John Rahm away from the PJ Tour and play live events full-time. Um, 
thoughts on on that number and and I hear basically the holdup is Mike apparently he's really just got beef with the live format and, and like he's like just just trying to be the guy that completely moves and shakes up the whole format in addition to maybe joining live well it's something I don't I don't see happening what were your quick thoughts on it when you saw that number uh I wonder if he's actually using it to make them change their format so that then they're more like the PGA tour and there's no differential and then they just you know go away yeah, I mean, or or does Rom know something about the merger that like is actually going to happen? Where we we've always we've always been stipulating like what's really going on with this whole merger thing. I don't know. Is John Rom smarter than us? And he does he know that a merger is happening in six months? So he's grabbing six hundred million dollars uh, that he maybe wasn't going to get if, if he didn't jump to live now. It, it, it's something that, that's interesting and worth stirring the pot in, in golf gossip circles. I mean, first of all, yes, John Rom is smarter than us. Look at all the money he already has in the bank. That doesn't come from just pure talent that he has. That comes from (laughs) smarts. Uh, Also, who knows? This live deal is supposed to be finished by the end of the year. So we heard rumors that the PGA Tour is going to allow guys to play in the live qualifiers, and now they're going to sanction them if they do. We don't know what's happening with this thing, and uh, I'm I'm putting money right now on uh, this this deal ain't happening. This merger is going to fall apart. This is such a confusing saga in golf because you remember when this first came about – for the first 12 months, it's all we could talk about every single week. Things died off as they kind of went on their own separate paths. And all of a sudden, the merger came out of nowhere and just blew people's minds. And now we're wondering if this really was even a merger. Or are we just calming the stormy waters with, with the conversations that happened uh, over in Europe between the powers that be? It's it's very strange how on ice this this deal suddenly is as we head towards a new year. Yeah, you know, I think... Um I think the players spoke up and said, we don't like this. We don't want this. And uh, the PGA Tour was like, well, money talks, guys. Yeah, And they're like, we don't care. I I think there was a collective, the loud voices in the room, a combination of just not liking Liv and being mad at how Liv treated everybody Um, and then being mad at how the PGA Tour treated everybody. And look... If this deal falls through, I don't know how Monahan keeps his job. I don't know how he keeps his job anyway. But if this deal falls through, how does the PGA Tour board keep him in charge of the PGA Tour? I know. If we if we, we originally thought what he did was a fireable offense last year. Yeah. I mean, earlier this year with the merger. And, and now here we sit. If he completely rebukes on everything he said and sat up on the press conference forums um, defending a, a, as they merged uh, with the PIF. Uh, that would be quite a doozy. So we'll, we'll be following the storyline as always. Let's talk about the Champions Tour because I don't know if you saw this. There is the new World Champions Cup that's coming. I did see this. Yeah. yeah. A little uh, bit of like a, a rider. What, what is this? Rider Cup for the Seniors 5? Is pretty, that what we're doing here? Pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. It's first of its kind international team golf competition inspired by the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. So it's a PGA Tour sanctioned event, so we know it's going to be real. It's got an international team, a USA team, and a European team. So three teams. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so what is, is this like a gold, silver, bronze scenario, basically, where we're, we're just grappling yeah. for the most points total between the three teams? Yeah, pretty much. And your your captains are okay. Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, and Darren Clark. That's a solid three right there. Yeah, I know. All, all right. guys – with some international captaincy experience of their own. 
Um, yeah. And when I think Ernie Els, I think of some great President's Cup memories, him going head to head with Tiger and obviously Furyk and Darren Clark. I think of Darren Clark captaining that winning team at the K Club where we yep. played a few months ago in Ireland. Yep. So there's a lot of cool captaincy experience there. I, I like the three teams idea that they'll have me mm-hmm. tuned in for a bit just to see how that kind of plays out format wise. But as long as you get all the legends together on one course and it's for the spirit of the country and their land, can't go wrong. It'll be on ABC and ESPN December 7th through the 10th. So next like next weekend, not this weekend, but next I like weekend. That. I like that. Looking forward to that. Hey, over on our YouTube channel coming up this week, uh, Alex is going to have his video about his time golfing in Southwest Florida. This is the one with your uh, where you played against your wife, right? Oh, I got paired with the three old ladies, remember? Oh, right, right, right. That Good one. Good times. Great time with my gals. Uh, Joan, Iris, and Jane were fantastic partners to play with. I had the mic on for a few shots. A couple of highlights that we got on camera as well. And it's a unique course, Mike, in that I, I got to play it during the day. But it's actually fully lit. And they have tea times, and you can play there till 10 p.m. They have night golf in Florida. Mike, have you ever played a night golf round before? I haven't. I, I'm not a real fan of the idea simply because uh you know i'm blind as you know i'm i'm practically blind that's what it feels yep. like at least uh and at night it's just it, it just feels so awkward to me and i'm just not you know it's hard hard enough to see during the day you make it at night and it's just a little harder i wonder what that experience is going to be like so regardless you'll see my daytime action from the links in naples and all the southwest florida seafood and the beaches it's going to be a great vibe coming to youtube this friday uh but next time i go back there i'm going to play at night and see what that experience is like because i haven't quite had that experience since maybe nine pitch and pull putt holes uh, at night way back in the day uh so regardless yeah that's coming to youtube we're putting a lot more videos out there for the holiday season i've already got a couple more filmed from a day trip i took to lago vista where i was gambling and golfing in texas uh so a lot coming your way i got a christmas video in store for the christmas fans out there uh so fun stuff uh, on the video side in addition to the podcast you hear every week here the hero world challenge is this weekend and typically this is a snooze fest of an event where the guys come out and play silly golf just because they can but guess what tiger woods is here so now it's even sillier so my question to you what is more likely to happen tiger woods gets top five okay or victor hovland repeats I think just based solely on the odds, I think the odds are more likely that Victor Hovland's going to repeat. He's the mm. betting favorite this week, and he's been playing good golf in 2023. Wouldn't surprise me if he throws up another 2022 underperformance here this week. It's an easy, flat course in paradise. A little bit of a breeze sometime, but they they devour it. Tiger top five is going to be a stretch. I think Tiger top 10 could be in play if he keeps it at or below even par each of his rounds. But again, the, the bigger theme that, that that's coursing through our veins right now is I can't believe that here we are at another Hero World Challenge and we're talking about Tiger Woods teeing it up after yet another just devastatingly catastrophic surgery. Uh, it's a crazy storyline to even say that he's back in the field. Um, so just seeing that all unfold starting on Thursday is going to be a sight to hold. Look, in a couple of years, we're going to be able to do an entire episode of just our flashback clips of us saying, oh, my God, Tiger's back again. It, the returns. An hour long episode of it. 
I, and I said it like we had the debate on live take and shout out our friends at the live take app. And then it happened and he said he's playing the hero. And I just kept saying on, on Twitter and telling you like, this guy is just so freaking addicted to the game of golf that he will move mountains to get back into playing shape. It, it, he will do things that not many other human beings will do to get back into golfing shape. And he's proving it time and time again. Uh, we don't know what that peak form is going to look like. And, and, and truth be told, it's been you know downgraded by 10 to 15% with, with every return in terms of what his new peak looks like. But just the idea that we're going to get him back for four competitive rounds on TV in front of the lights and the cameras uh, is going to be fun to see. I know he's excited just to be back with the boys as well, too. So Tiger back this week on the Golf Channel. Should be a fun watch. All right, let's get to uh, this week's guest at the turn. We're bringing back a, uh, a favorite from Boston, and that, of course, is Gianna Gravelis, the the you know someone who, if you're in Boston, you've probably heard her all the time on Kiss 108. Yep. But now right. she's she's going to be across the country, right? Everyone's going to be able to listen to her. I mean, that's always the move, Mike. Is if you got the successful local radio show, you, you syndicate it and take it to several other markets. So she can now be here to heard in Austin, here where I am. So she's all over the country with her voice, and she talks about her rise in the radio ranks and her content to go with her radio show. The show has crazy callers. She's got crazy storylines that play out on her social and through her show every day. So it's always a fun treat to have Gianna Gravelis back on the show in time for the holidays. That's right. We'll uh, get to that conversation with Gianna in just a second. But first, let's talk to you about the Live Take app. This is where sports debates are solved once and for all. We talk about it a lot on this podcast, not just during this moment where we're telling you all the great things about Live Take, but we we tell you about some of the other conversations we have throughout the episode about Live Take. And Alex, I just need to point out that Live Take gives you a roller coaster of emotions because it's a place where mm. you can challenge someone else like we do every week. We pick a sports question or an opinion and we have our own opinions to it. We share them in our case in about five minutes and we give you our, our thesis statement and our supporting arguments and we let the people on the Live Take app vote on who they think is right. And then and the votes, they just come fl- flying in do. from all over and you have no no context or clue as to who's voting on anything. It's one, it's a wonderful ride, like you said. Exactly. So last week we said, what's the best holiday to watch sports? Yep, that's right. And very quickly, everyone said, Alex, you're right. Thanksgiving is better than New Year's. It became, yep, that, it looked like mm-hmm. it was going to be a, a blowout. Absolutely. I was rolling. Well, guess what? The people have decided to change and say that no New Year's is the better holiday to watch sports. And I currently have a five vote lead over you. Wow. And this ends uh, in a couple hours, I think, actually. It's over. Congrats, man. I mean, you did it. What a comeback for you. (laughs) I mean, uh, don't, you know, don't, don't. It's not over till the fat lady sings. This is why we love live take. You can download it on your app store. You can challenge us on there. COL podcast, Alex, COL podcast, Michael. You can drop your own little individual takes on things and see if people back you or not on them. And it's super easy to use. You just create your account, upload a picture if you want people to see your smiling face and uh, vote. It's pretty awesome. Live take. Download the app today in your app store and let your take be heard.
Next up, back on the show from iHeartRadio and originally Kiss 108 in Boston. She's now a syndicated radio host, part of the V Bros on air team. It's Gianna Gravelisi joining us on the course of life. Gianna, great to have you back. How are you? Thank you for having me back. I'm doing amazing. And that was quite the intro. Hearing syndicated radio host for the first time out of someone else's mouth is is quite riveting. So yeah, thank you've you added for a couple having titles me. since the last time we talked in uh, summer 2022. Yeah. So uh, it's great to have you back on. But holiday season is here. Thanksgiving gone, Christmas coming up. There's a lot coming up for you in the holidays. But specifically, I want to backtrack real quick because I yeah. know you put a lot of value on Halloween. Oh, I want you to tell me how your <laughs> Halloween went and, and rate your, your range of outfits this year. How'd you do? Wow. Thank you for asking me about Halloween because I've actually been like mourning the end of Halloween since we're in Christmas mode. Like I'm like sitting here, like I miss Halloween so much. Like yeah. why can't it just be Halloween year round? And this year had to be my favorite year for Halloween personally, because I had so many plans and so many costumes. So originally, obviously, I mean, I, people can't see me right now, but to give you a visual, I have like black hair and apparently I look like Jenna Ortega. So my original plan since Wednesday, the show came out on Netflix and I got compared to her, I was going to be Wednesday Adams. Right. And then I had this crazy like quarter life crisis and I bleached my hair and dyed it this like auburny orange color so I and then I realized I was like oh shit like I have to change my Halloween costumes like what characters have orangey reddish hair and I came up with Chucky of course Pennywise and that was all I had um so those were going to be my two costumes um of course I put you know the I don't I don't even want to say the word slutty but I wasn't the typical Chucky or the typical Pennywise I I kind of looked like what all the other girls looked like with minimal clothing but we made it cute okay and then um I had those costumes and I planned out um or I didn't even plan out I was at work about a week before Halloween and I got an email saying all right, everybody, get ready for the costume contest here at iHeart. Like the winner gets $300. And I was like, what? Like uh, these costumes aren't going to cut it. I can't even wear them to work. What am I going to be? And long story short, I had seen The Nun 2 a few months prior at a screening. And I was like, oh my God, I'll be Valak. Like the nun that started out in The Conjuring and then had her own spinoff movie series. Okay, that's and, that and I was, was like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be the scare. I've never done like special effects or special makeup or a scary, scary costume before. And it's something that was always on my bucket list. And I don't even know how to do makeup or anything like that. I just said F it. And I ordered everything and I did it. And long story short, I won my costume contest at work. Not only that, but I took my little sister's trick-or-treating dressed as scary demon Valak. And it was Probably just the best moment of my life, to be honest. Okay, so we got a little cash prize. We even made out a little profit at the end of Halloween, too. Nice work. We did. We did. And it honestly like didn't even matter because the, that amount of money was what I spent oh, yeah. on <laughs> my costumes and drinks that weekend and everything. So it kind of evened itself out, but it was a good time. 
Good stuff. Yeah. Like I mentioned, it's full on holiday season right now. Christmas time Mm -hmm. is here for our audience and it's jingle ball season. As you and I know, well, we both grew up in the Boston area and remember exactly what jingle ball concert season is like. Um, And now we're coming up on year two for you really being involved in the iHeart jingle ball concert in Boston, TD Garden. What's the excitement difference year two versus year one for you as we head to jingle ball? Oh my God. Like even again, thinking about that and thinking how it's already been a year since the last jingle ball, which was my first one, like you said, it's just so wild. And this one just kind of snuck up on me faster than last year. I think I was kind of, not that I was anticipating it more last year, but I was so, so, so excited because it was obviously my first one. And now this year, since I've already done the damn thing, I, it, I'm just kind of like, oh my God, I blinked and it's jingle ball season. I think the main thing that me and Mikey and Frankie are excited slash concerned about is our outfits. Like, I know that sounds cheesy, oh yeah, but that's all we've been talking about because we looked so good last year, not to toot our own horns, but I <laughs> planned our outfits and I, I have to pat myself on the back. We looked so good on that jingle ball stage. I literally, again, no one can see me. I have like a canvas printed out of us on stage last year at Jingle Ball hung up on my bedroom wall because that's how like I loved the way we looked. And now this year we're kind of scrambling. We don't have any outfits planned. I have actually some dresses hanging up behind me as well because I I ordered so many outfits. But um yeah, so we're just really excited to take the stage together and kind of even see how our audience reacts to us just being outside at the garden from a year ago versus now personally because our show was still kind of new-ish last year and we've grown and changed in the last year so we're we're excited to uh shake hands with our audience members because it's the one time that we get to interact with all of our listeners in one place so we're really really excited for everything i could go on and on no, definitely. But I appreciate that you're you're always good at doing the pinch yourself on stage. You're not too big for the moment. You always appreciate what it's <laughs> like to be there. But I'm curious, Thanks. do you know any info? Are we introing anyone on stage? Ooh, so we have not had that meeting yet. Basically, what we do to give you a little behind the scenes at Kiss 108 is we have these meetings every Tuesday, yep. which is basically to go over, you know, what's going on. Um, at the station this week or this month. And of course we're in jingle ball mode. This is our Super Bowl. Um, And we'll usually have the meeting, which is uh, like an itinerary of who's going to be announcing what with who and whatnot. Um, And I don't know anything yet. I have no idea who we're announcing, when we'll be on the stage. Um, If we're, if we're even all going to be on the stage together every single time, because me and McCabe have actually been pushing to do an announcement together. McCabe is on middays. I like that. Um, And now we have a show together on Kiss 108 on Saturday night. So we're like, maybe we can do an announcement together, but who knows? So we don't know anything quite yet. It's going to be, you know, it's right around the week or two before Jingle Ball that we kind of get into grind time. But as of this recording, I don't know anything quite yet. If you're not following Gianna yet on social, be sure to follow McCabe is basically her, her social media husband at work. And she's <laughs> flanked by the by the V bros five days a week on yes. iHeartRadio. So we'll go yes. to the show that's that's everywhere soon. But exactly. um, in terms of uh, the last time that we connected, it was summer 2022. And, and you kind of yes. mentioned it. Um, you've taken on a lot more at iHeart, specifically at KISS since that last time we talked. Well, what's a day look like for you now versus what it looked like when you first stepped into the role? Oh my God, that is a great question. When I first stepped into the role, 
like I'm talking my very first day or even first few months at Kiss 108, I just kind of observed and I was in the backseat. I was definitely a little backseat driver. I sat, I kind of saw how Mikey and Frankie did their thing. And I slowly, slowly inched my way and they slowly, slowly introduced me into their show. And then thus the Vibros and Gianna was born. Um, since then, I've also taken on like a bit of a producing role. So I go in, um, I go to meetings, whether it's like the meeting I mentioned earlier, our marketing meetings, talking about what's happening at the radio station. I attend music meetings to talk about the songs that we're going to play on Kiss 108 and when they're going to play on Kiss 108. And then I go to label meetings, which is when, you know, the celebrities and the, the artists labels come in and they basically play us a song months before it comes out. Mm. And they say, will you play this when it comes out? So it's really, really cool. Even, um, Obviously, as you may or may not know, my obsession with the Jonas Brothers, like uh, their song most recently with Bailey Zimmerman, I got to hear that way before it came out. And it's hard because obviously, if you're listening to this, you could tell I'm a talker and I have to keep my mouth shut when I go into those meetings. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of taken um, uh, a position in those avenues. It's not just me talking behind a microphone with Mikey and Frankie. I also, um, I basically take our show and edit it down. What we, everything we talk about from two to seven, and I just remove the music and the commercials and I edit it down to a podcast. If our listeners, you know, maybe couldn't listen from two to seven and they want to hear something, it's available uh, everywhere you get your podcast. So I will do that. And I also, we have these new fancy schmancy cameras inside of our studio. Um, so we actually film everything while we're talking about it on the radio. So I kind of take those clips of the best moments on our show and upload those to social media. And I'm also one of the many people that runs Kiss 108 social media too. So, you know, replying to comments on our social, uh, like I just said, uploading reels, uploading stories. Um, I take that role as well. So I guess I'm honestly like just multifaceted again, not to my own horn, but I'm, I'm, I, t I play a role in like almost every single little avenue. Cause um, even one of my friends just said to me, like, you know, I didn't realize how much you actually do. I thought you just kind of, yep. you know, walked in, sat there and started talking and then went home at the end of the day. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like it's eight 30. I was late to this interview because it was at work. Like <laughs> I, I work along Jay and we do a lot more than just, you know, chit chatting on the radio every day. No, it's cool to see the versatility and you're learning a little bit of everything in the industry during the job. And I appreciate that yeah. you're taking the opportunities and you're running with it. What, what's that been like for you to not only, you know, do everything that you're doing at the station, but also the bridging the gap with the radio audience and the social content that that's coming up big here in recent years. And it's why you're on this show as, as a perfect example from your social content. Why, why is that important to you to add to your role right now? Yeah, thank you. I mean, not only is it important to me, I think it's important to radio and any m form of media in general. You know, we live in uh, the 21st century, specifically 2023, going into 2024. Like, obviously, social media is the oyster of the universe. Love it or hate it. Yep. It just is what it is sometimes. Um, and what I love so much and what's more important to me is when I do upload these clips of me and Mikey V and Frankie V talking on our show, the, now I reach a whole audience that's not only Boston, 
let's say a video go, goes viral, which they have been going viral, which is really crazy. I noticed that. That's pretty cool to see, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. So now you have our little Boston, not little, but our Boston radio show now reaching you know, anybody in the world, even outside of the United States. And now you have that person maybe in Boston that says, oh my God, wait, is this Kiss 108? I haven't listened to Kiss 108 in a long time. Who are these people? Mikey V, Frankie V, who's Gianna? Like, let me, let me give it a listen. This video is really funny. Maybe I should actually listen two to seven. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting to kind of reconnect with an audience that may have drifted away from radio a little bit and pull them back in because that's what we've been seeing as a pattern here, which is really, really cool. All right, let's get to the show a little bit before we get to yeah. your social media content. Vibros on air and Gianna, it's the afternoon drive basically on iHeart stations, several around the country. Tell everyone and explain for those who don't understand the Vibros dynamic and the brothers themselves, explain oh, yeah. that vibe and what that energy is like for the three of you on air. Absolutely. So believe it or not, I didn't even know Mikey V and Frankie V my whole life, but our show sounds like that. So Mikey V and Frankie V are two brothers that grew up in Framingham, Massachusetts, that had a dream to be on the radio. Actually, Mikey was a math major in college. So wow. I don't even think he didn't study radio or anything like that. Neither did Frankie. They stumbled into their roles. They've been on Kiss 108 and beyond stations that are all across the country for their entire lives. But their dream in radio was to always be on Kiss 108 together. So they started doing that. But, you know, we have a, um, a very female audience on Kiss 108. We're, we're primarily female dominated when it comes to our listeners. Um, and the show with Mikey and Frankie was amazing, but it just wasn't connecting with the audience in the way that they wanted it to be connecting with the audience. Right. So then I think I told this story on the last podcast, but then in walks me who has been wanting to do this, not only radio, television, everything, all things media. That's what I studied in college. And I knew of Mikey V because I was a Kiss 108 fan since I was a child. And I would stalk Mikey V. I would message Mikey V asking for a job. Anytime I saw him at the club or out somewhere at a restaurant, I would literally go up to him and ask him for a job. I was crazy. So long story short, when, you know, iHeart said, hey, Mikey and Frankie, you need a girl on your show. Mikey was like, oh, my God, wait, like this girl has literally been stalking me and she's obsessed with Kiss 108. And, you know, she has um, skill when it comes to social media, like let's let's bring this girl in. And it went from just being a trial run to now that's what you hear on Kiss 108. And that's what you've been hearing the last two years um, or almost two years from two to seven uh, on afternoon drive. And like I said, it's, I literally feel like I am their little sister. I right. really yeah. do. <laughs> it's not ever. There's a lot of radio shows across the country that the two or three people on it, they walk in, they do their job, they leave and they don't talk to each other unless it's about work or business or until they absolutely need to talk to each other. And that's not the case with me and Mikey and Frankie. Like Mikey literally comes to my family dinners. I always text them all hours of the day, like late night. If something bad or sad or good happens to me, they are the first two people I'm texting. Like I literally, I love these boys. Like they're my brothers. I hope they feel the same about me. We're just one 
like happy family on Kiss 108. And that doesn't even go for just me and Mikey and Frankie. Like we're even a family when it comes to everyone on the morning show, Billy, Lisa, Justin, and Winnie. Like we, oh, the the most beautiful thing that we have at Kiss 108 and I in Boston is that we are such a close knit group and that's how you succeed at the end of the day. And that's why, and again, I, I always sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but that's why Kiss 108 and specifically V-Bros has been so successful. Like we all just genuinely like each other. We're not faking it on the air. Mm. What you hear, the laughter is is genuine, genuine feelings that we have for each other. I, I love them to death. Both of their weddings are coming up too, which is just another interesting chapter that we're all entering in this life. So it's going to be very exciting. But yeah, it's just like two brothers and a sister at this point. Yeah, it's a, it's a hilarious dynamic. And that was funny. I know they got engaged right around the same time. That was a whole thing. It's so funny how the story oh God, yeah. spun on the show. And <laughs> really, my favorite dynamic is what you see and what a lot of people see in those clips that are becoming viral on social media is these callers, Gianna, and their life yeah. issues. And mainly oh it's really your expressions on your face, which I think help make the clip because you're just so <laughs> dumbfounded by what comes across the airwaves. Uh, how I do we am. find these callers and these crazy stories? Oh my God, I couldn't even begin to tell you how. So first of all, our DMs on Kiss 108 are flooded. And as <laughs> I mentioned earlier, I'm one of the many people that runs our social media. So anytime I see a DM from somebody that's a long, long paragraph, I know it's about mm, to go yep. down. Yep. Or sometimes it's even like a friend of a friend of a friend and we'll get in touch with them. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say like a casting process because it's not, but it's like, we're kind of like scouting, like, oh, who has drama in their life that's willing to just talk about it <laughs> live on Kiss 108? Like who who could it be? Um, so we're always coming across these people and like you said, I am dumbfounded by the things that happen. Like, I, I, it's just my jaw is always on the floor or I want to scream and yell or like it, I'm so shocked when I hear the things that come out of people's mouths. Like, it is insane, insane. And and you should even hear, I wish there was like a Kiss 108 uncut because half the calls we get when we go off the air, we're like, oh my God, like this could have been amazing like the people that respond to the people in relationship drama they'll be like nope i was in the same situation but like this guy left me and this that and it, it's just crazy like that's a it, it's uh, just that's a once a week mini podcast for you gianna that's it, a once a week it, mini podcast just the aside it should be. it literally should you know what thank you for the idea i will give yeah. you all the credit if and when that ever happens because it is just bananas yeah and it's just my form of entertainment for the week i love how i'm like hired to be the entertainer, but the callers are really the ones that entertain me. Like, I love my job. I really do. The one that's recently uh, caught my ear is, is there any update on Cassie Clampett? Apparently, this is a woman who didn't want to change her last name upon marriage. And any follow-up on, on Cassie? And is she Clampett? Or do we know? <laughs> we actually do not have a follow-up on Cassie Clampett. We've been trying to reach out to her. I think what happens is like they'll go on the air and then see the clip and then get really, really nervous and yeah, never yeah. want to talk to us ever again. Um, but that is something that we will have to work on. So stay tuned, because I also want to know if she took the last name of her soon to be husband, Clampett, because I sure as hell would not take that last name. I don't even want to change my last name. That's the other thing. Like these conversations are so outlandish, but then they spur like arguments and debates in the comments. Cause I even commented on our own reel and I was like, I would not change my last name for anybody. Even if they had a completely normal last name, like 
I just believe that it's such an old tradition. And then you have other people that are like, how dare you? Why wouldn't you take your husband's last name? That is so selfish of you. Like I just love the debates that come out of these callers. It's, It's so fun. It really is. The storylines are fun to follow. Again, Vibro's on air, not just Kiss 108. I got to get used you used to the fact that you're on several stations nationwide now. And yes. you're actually in my adopted hometown now of Austin, Texas on 96.7 Kiss FM. And you've never been to Texas. So we, we got to get a little bit into Austin for you. It's yes. the live music capital of the world. And there's a lot of music coming on here. And there's obviously artists touring all the time through Austin. Uh, so maybe there's got to be maybe at least a Gianna or a V-Bros on air visit in, in the near future. Oh, my God. The second we went national, I said to Mikey and Frankie, I was like, if iHeart doesn't fund like a little cross country road trip or something, yep. For us to visit all of these cities that we're now in, then we're going to have to fund it ourselves because my goal in the next year is to visit all these cities or go to events there. Like, I need to see where I'm on. How how have I not even been to Texas also at this point in life at the ripe age of, oh my God, by the time of this recording, I'll be 26, which is also very crazy to say out loud for the first time. Um, And yeah, so I, I, we need a Mikey V, Frankie V and Gianna road trip or a road tour or something. I, that is definitely on my to-do list for them. Again, they are getting married very soon. So maybe, maybe once they're married and once they, they get to relax and breathe a little bit, that'll be in the cards or worst case, I'll just go without them. No, I'm just kidding. I want to go with them, but yeah, it, it's definitely on our list of things to do because that would be awesome. You got two landmark events in music during the year where you could get yourself out here for sure. I think you can make it happen. The first one is in March. It's South by Southwest. Okay. Massive music and tech festival. There's a Ooh. week full of shows all throughout downtown. There's music conferences. You could get yourself into the event. I'm sure Mikey V could pull some strings of his own. That could be an, <laughs> an option for you. Or if you just want to come for the music and the fun, you come for Austin City Limits Music Festival in the fall in September. Or October. Okay. Okay. Don't tempt me with a good time. Also, not only the music and the fun, but the food. Like I'm trying to eat in Texas. I want to eat all the food. Also, there's one thing about Mikey V. He has a connection everywhere. You could literally put him in the middle of nowhere in like Nova Scotia and he will know somebody. This man was just in Canada and people were recognizing him from wow. like V bros. It is, it is outlandish like it is crazy this guy he knows everybody so even if we went to texas on a whim i'm sure he had like three people that he could call to get us in somewhere but those events sound awesome i would love to be there for that i'm I'm putting it on the docket definitely and food uh so tacos or barbecue those are the two staples down here which one would you pick first barbecue barbecue i hear so many good things about texas barbecue i love barbecue food i'm a sucker for cornbread like pulled pork oh my god all the things collard greens give me everything everything because i don't think i've had barbecue food obviously up here in massachusetts but never like real barbecue so i'm ready give me everything and uh, margarita variety is all over the place here. We've got frozen or on the rocks. We have purple yep. margaritas. We have Mexican martinis. Uh, so you'd be oh, having wow. several of those as well, too. Oh, you know me too well. Of course I would. <laughs> the only thing you need to know for your Austin audi- audience is if you just throw in a hook'em horns, that means the world. That basically just says you're with us. You're a Texas Longhorn football fan. You get oh, what's yes. going on in Austin. So hook'em horns will win, win you some fans on, on 96.7 Kiss FM anytime. Okay, hook'em horns. I got it. Noted. Exactly. 
again, uh, Gianna Gravelisi joining us here. I enjoy your social content. So let's do a few quick minutes on, on what's going on in your Instagram life. Uh, we, yes. We're going to first do just a quick fangirl stand moment for Tate McRae. Um, oh my God. He has yes. been absolutely blowing up recently. It's funny. We had Maxwell from Z100 on about three years ago when You Broke Me First was a radio success. And he yes. shouted her up out at like his, his next star. And sure enough, she has come with hit after hit. You saw her on the Billboard Awards, SNL, and all that. And you've had some cool interactions and got to see her live throughout the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, what, what's that been like to see her growth? Oh my God. It's incredible. So she she was originally supposed to be at, um, kiss concert last year. When I first, first got to kiss 108, this, the May before this past May and something wild happened with her flight. We always not to jinx anything, but we always have one artist at kiss concert or jingle ball that ends up canceling. It's like a curse that we have at kiss 108. And unfortunately she was one of those. And then, um, luckily last year she performed at jingle ball and I just saw her uh, on her tour and I got to interview her as well. And it was so funny. Even me and Mikey were saying today on the air, how she's literally just grown into her own and become like a, a mature young woman right yeah. in front of our eyes in the last couple of years. Um, so it's just been awesome because, you know, this day and age when songs come out, it's so, so easy to point at somebody and say, oh, they have one little TikTok hit. That's about it. They're they're not going to be anything. And I feel like that's what people were like, like negatively assuming about Tate McRae with like, you broke me first and stuff like that. Um, but, and again, back to like the label meetings, when I hear songs before they even come out, when they played me greedy, I was like on the floor. Like I was like, this song is going to be a freaking smash. Banger. It's going to be a smash, such a banger. And in just hearing her go from that, like kind of sad girl style, to you know, you literally broke me first to like, the song about being in a club and this guy's hitting on her and she's like yeah i would want myself buddy keep on walking i'm like it's so funny because it's so relatable and she's yeah. so young and i can remember just being like a fresh 21 year old in the club and like if a guy was flirting with me like i got so uncomfortable and i didn't know what to say to him and i love that she's like paving the way for young women to be like cool like i would want myself like get out of my face like stop talking to me and that's why i love this act so much so it is so cool to just you know again see her grow and come into her own and she is so genuine and talented like it's it's undeniable also she's like a fabulous dancer like she she is literally multi-talented in every aspect and she's obviously stunning too so she she is really going to be the next i mean shardy is the next big thing at this point but she's she's just going to grow exponentially too and real quick, explain it to the old people like me and the audience over 30. You you're, you do this you do this thing on Instagram where the angle and your phone is going in all different, de- <laughs> different, different uh, ju- directions. Explain what's going on there as you record yourself. Okay, so specifically with Tate McRae's Greedy, when that song came out, this girl on TikTok, I don't even know her real name. Her name is Tube Girl. She is a girl that makes TikToks in London on a train with like the windows open this is why she's called tube girl because they call it the tube not the train or the t like we call it here and she puts her phone on 0.5 so it's like your camera but it's zoomed out it Got looks it. very fish 5x okay. fish ie like a fish eye lens vibe yep, right. 
And she just lip syncs and puts her phone up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right in a rapid motion while she kind of dances and lip syncs. And it just comes out looking like a funky, like, like makeshift music video. So tube girls started that trend. And now everybody, AKA me can't stop also doing that trend specifically to Tate McRae's song greedy it is literally my favorite song i went to the top of the prue in boston you know the 360 degree panoramic view of boston and i did so many tiktoks doing that tube girl up down left right up down left right point five, dumb dumb trend up there but it just comes out so good and it just makes you feel good about yourself it makes you feel like a supermodel walking down the runway yeah i appreciate the fearlessness it's good to say yeah of course thank you <laughs> um thank all you. right quick updates now let's get everyone updated uh on the joe jonas saga any updates with <laughs> you i know you've got quite the crush on him right now so where, where, where oh. are you at with that okay so as of this recording i will be going to albany new york on december 2nd okay. um i don't know if this is going to come out be right about when this comes that. out yep Okay, love that for us. So December 2nd, I will be in Albany taking a road trip with Winnie from Billy and Lisa in the morning to see the Jonas Brothers on this tour for the fourth time because I can't get enough of the tour. Jonas specifically, I'm so obsessed with him. I grew up a Nick girl. I was always a Nick girl. If you're a Jonas Brothers fan, you were either Nick Joe or Kevin girl. I was a Nick girl like through and through. Like Joe actually annoyed me. He really did. Like I didn't even like him at first. So then... As um, when I saw them on the uh, opening show um, in New York, like the very first stop on the tour, they rose from the ground. And like, I just looked at Joe and I was like, oh, my God, like, haven't seen this guy in person on a stage <laughs> since I was probably like 13. And I don't know, like, it hit I, you I like a ray of happened. sun, didn't it? It was insane. It was like I got possessed. Like, I was like, oh, my God, like Joe freaking Jonas. Who is this person and why are they so hot? It was literally right after the Boston show, which me like ignorantly making a joke. I said, oh, he looked at me and he divorced Sophie. I'm so happy. And my mm. audience was not happy with me. <laughs> I said that somewhere and somewhere. And it was only a select few that got mad at me. But um. The reason I'm going to see them a fourth time, the long story short, is because his the way he's been performing on this tour from when he was still with Sophie, married till recently on what I've seen from TikTok, this man is single and he knows it and he knows it's hot and he is just thirst trapping and he didn't do it on the three shows I saw him at. So I have to see Single Joe perform before Christmas time. That is it. I'm just obsessed with him. And I slid in the DMs and he hasn't answered me. Okay. All right. That's really the end of the update. I really wanted to know. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. So Albany mm -hmm. show, we'll see what happens from there. Time goes on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, real quick. We got a couple minutes left. Let's first show some love to a uh, really great chain, the Boston area that people need to know about if they don't already, everyone knows Dunkin' Donuts, but let's show some quick love to Honeydew Donuts. Uh, yes. Because I just got their K cups down here in Texas. So I can have Honeydew <gasps> Donuts whenever I want, wherever I want. Yes. Um, but tell me about yes. your favorite things on the Honeydew menu. Oh my God. They have this spinach feta pocket that I, I literally consume like 12 of them a week because they are so delicious. It's just spinach and feta warmed up in this croissant, like pastry puff. And it is just so good for just a little on the go breakfast. If you don't want a sandwich, um, all of their sandwiches are delicious too, by the way, I literally, um, I walked in one of my first times being back at Honeydew in years and I was watching them make like a ham egg and cheese and they pulled out straight up cold cuts so it's not like other 
like coffee or or donut or breakfast places where they might have like frozen meat and frozen yeah. weird rubbery eggs like they literally like make stuff from scratch including their donuts i don't know if anyone knew this i didn't know this they literally have a pastry chef in the back that makes their donuts what? a literal pastry chef wow and again and not to not to drag anybody but a lot of other Donut shops get their donuts frozen and honeydew has a freaking pastry chef in the back making them hot, fresh, decorated, amazing. It's yeah, it's amazing. And then obviously all of their coffees are so delicious. The one thing I love about honeydew is like anytime I go in there, I don't know what to order. And I'm literally like, please help me. I'm sorry. And a lot of like places would usually get annoyed, but everyone at Honeydew is so helpful. They always help me because I'm so indecisive. I know they have an eggnog latte right now that I haven't tried it yet, but I'm literally going there in the next few days to try it because I'm so excited. And from what I've seen, it looks so freaking good. Like I just love, love, love honeydew. Their coffee is delicious. It doesn't taste like water. They have great espresso too. It is to die for. Okay. I'm adding honeydew to my my list when I get home for Christmas for sure. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. You've been doing a lot of casino content, a lot, a lot of casino content recently um, for yourself, Dirty Water and whatnot, and your social media outlets. If you have $100 in a casino, what do you do and what do you play? What games? I am playing either the Willy Wonka machine or the um, the Wizard of Oz machine. Okay. I don't know what type of machine it is. That's the only name I know them by. That's the only thing I call them. I just look for a big Willy Wonka or a big Dorothy in her ruby slippers. And all you do is really just push a button and it, it makes fun noises and it sings the songs from the movies. So it'll sing the Oompa Loompa song or like follow the yellow brick road. Um, and that's the only machine I know how to play. And those are like my, arguably my two favorite movies ever. So those are the only machines <laughs> that I know how to play and will play. That is literally it. Drunk, sober. Those are the only machines that I'm allowed at because I don't want to touch anything else because I will lose the $100. Yep. Slots easy enough. Good call. Uh, <laughs> your favorite memory partying with Boston Celtics legend and world champion Paul Pierce. Oh my God. We took a shot together. We took a shot of his whiskey together. Um, and I'm not a whiskey drinker and it, it's like, he almost, his presence just gave me the confidence I needed. Not only am I not a whiskey drinker, I'm also not a shot taker. I do not take shots no yeah, matter like what same. they are. I hate them. And the fact that Paul Pierce wanted to take a shot with me, it was like, I turned into a different human and I got that whiskey down and it just happened and just being behind the bar with him and everyone just like screaming and yelling to get his autograph. And I'm just standing there and the height difference was so funny. It was just amazing. And he's such a cool dude. He was literally in pajama pants. He was so chill and he's such a Boston Celtics legend. I couldn't even believe I was next to him. So that was freaking awesome. And I just love how humble and cool he is. Had to ask about that, being a Boston sports fan myself. You've had a really uh, great run this year, and obviously, cheers to more success next year. Best of luck with yes. the jingle ball season, and we'll look forward to having you again on the podcast, Gianna. Thank you. Absolutely, Alex. Thank you for having me again. Life Podcast is also brought to you by Zencaster. We've been using Zencaster literally since the beginning of this podcast. It's a super easy and secure way for us to record our audio since we're in two different parts of the country. 
and Alex, we've grown with them uh, since from the beginning with them too to what they are now. And it's just super comforting to know that our audio is safe and secure, even if there's a dropout on one end or the other. Even if I don't hear you or there's something happens, I still get all of your audio. It's super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. You log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. You can record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. You feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. You can also sound your best. Have you ever wondered what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast liveness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. So head on over to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our promo code course of life and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experience as we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. back great chat there with gianna i'm a little annoyed at her alex we share a birthday yeah and she is upset at turning 26 you heard the tone in her voice you're right you could tell she was a little baffled by turning 26 mike that's right look look 26 is no big deal 30 was maybe a big deal (laughs) and now these these as my as i said my brother is calling it now my late 30s this yep. is this is like it's starting to feel it's starting to feel like something's happening here now. But 26 yeah, is like a walk in the park. <laughs> we're just going to keep bringing on younger guests to make us feel old, too. That's what we're going to do on, on the show. That, that's the formula for winning. That was great to to reconnect with Gianna there. And thanks for all the, the life updates. Like you said, you can hear V-Bros on air. At least several stations across the country are listening on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, but best of luck to Gianna with her, her radio success in the future. And we'll definitely have her back on probably in the next year or two to, to see what level she's, she's climbed to next. And if you like that conversation with Gianna, plus everything else we do here on this podcast, this is the time during the show when I ask you to punch that subscribe button, leave us now. a rating, leave now. us a comment. Yes. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, COL Podcast, Course of Life Alex, MWRINC. Okay. We're on Twitter slash X. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, all those places. So wherever you're listening to us, now really, all those to places, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think there's more. Um, wow. Good for so us. So it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, let's talk college football. It was rivalry weekend. We had all the big things. We had the Iron Bowl. Wow, the Iron Bowl. That was crazy. Yikes. By the way, <laughs> Alabama hanging on by a thread. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, we had the the. The Ohio State and Michigan game, another crazy outcome there. Uh, Just unbelievable weekend in college football. And what was even what was not unbelievable was that your mediocrity in making your picks continued to continue. It was just just the three and six card. Not great picks. Indeed, we're trying to turn the page and find some form here before we get to bowl season when it really gets crazy. And I got picks coming at you every day, all holiday season. But Regardless, like you mentioned, a lot of big games at hand. Real quick for the people who aren't tuned into college football, the 30-second the scenario is this for the four-team playoff. It, it's pretty straightforward, Mike. 
those Georgia Bulldogs, you know, they take care of business against Alabama. They're 150 percent in. You know, Michigan takes care of business against Iowa. They're 150 percent in. And the winner of that Washington Oregon game, they're going to get in. And if Florida State takes care of business against Louisville, they're in. That would leave my Texas Longhorns out. Yep. Most likely. So they're going to need Florida State to lose or they're going to need some more craziness to happen. Uh, so there's a lot of teams that are on the outside looking in, but it, it's going to make for a fun championship weekend this Saturday. It will indeed. Your mediocrity this weekend continued on to the uh, professional pitch as well, oh. where your New England Patriots just were almost as bad as my Giants, but my Giants were bad in a better way. And yeah. we just happened to win the football game. The Giants are running the table. We've won two straight games. Look out. Tommy DeVito beat Bill Belichick. Yep. That's the headline right there. <laughs> Freaking Tommy DeVito, who I made fun of for living at home with his parents, beat Bill Belichick on Sunday. And I gave you my birthday gift in the form of a Giants win. 35-yard field goal for overtime, wide left from our kicker. Where's Adam Vinatieri? Where's Vinatieri? <laughs> or Nick Folk or Steven Goskowski or anyone else that Anybody. we got rid of that can kick better than Chad Ryland. And yeah, the Patriots misery continues, Mike. This is how you know how you know this, the sad state of the Patriots is real. I went to my Patriots bar for the first time this season. Game wasn't on locally. Wanted to watch with some familial company. Times are tough. I just needed some friends and allies in this moment. They were giving away door prizes. They're giving away free food. They're just doing whatever they could to keep us there for three hours because <laughs> the product on the television is that bad. Now they yeah. sit at two and nine after losing yep. on Sunday. And, and you know, it was it's just the most hilarious, like 10 to seven score. Of, of course, this game was 10 to seven, not because defense was good, but because the teams are just so bad. <laughs> yeah. It, like, don't give credit to the defenses. Here. No, God, no, Both please. Offenses don't. were just that bad. Yeah. They really were that bad. Uh, and regardless, your Giants snuck out and still beat my sad, <laughs> sad Patriots. Again, I've, I've said it for three or four straight weeks now. I knew there'd be a bottom. I just didn't know it would be this low. It's bad. <laughs> it's, here, here's the fun thing, Alex. You're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what do you mean I'm not there yet? <laughs> You're still the third pick in the draft, buddy. You're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, and we still got uh, the Bills and the Chiefs and the yep. Broncos on the schedule. It's going to be a fun December for me. You still got Taylor yeah. Swift to come and, and root against you. Yep, so, she, you know. Taylor Swift is going to come to Gillette Stadium <laughs> and cheer as the as the Chiefs beat the Patriots 50-3 to on Monday it, Night Football for the whole world to see. Yes, wasn't she happen. already there earlier this year? Didn't she do a concert at Gillette probably as part of the Aeros Tour? She's coming back. <laughs> Yeah, uh, fun times, fun times. I mean, you just you have to laugh. It's so bad, you yeah. have to laugh. Now, now I understand. You get it. Where well, your stand-up comedy routine comes from? Yeah. Whenever we talk about the Giants, I, I'm starting to understand it now. Well, welcome, brother. We've we've been waiting for you. <laughs> All right, let's uh, hashtag always end with food. Yep, our food segment to end every course of life podcast at Always End With Food on Instagram to follow along with all of our food journeys. Um, and it's officially that time of the season. We flipped the yep. calendar past Thanksgiving. It's Christmas flavor season. Um, obviously, I'm a huge peppermint mocha guy. You know I've already gotten to Starbucks and Dunks and gotten my share of peppermint mocha iced coffees and hot chocolates. Um, so that's my flavor. I got some peppermint mocha junior mints the other day from the candy store, which I'm very excited to have. Uh, so I'm leaning in on all the Christmas time flavors this week. 
Wait, how is a peppermint mocha junior mint different from a regular junior mint? It's just got a a, a wonderfully kind of darker chocolate uh, shell on the outside, and then it's got a, more of like a candy cane flavor on the inside. There's little kind of red mini specks of that candy cane flavor. So it's more of a, uh, not a crunchy peppermint, but it's just more of a, a bright and cheery peppermint as opposed to the subdued restaurant mint you typically get from would, Junior Mint. Would the peppermint mocha Junior Mint be lost inside a human body let it fell into during a uh, during a, a theater surgery like it, it did? It would, and it could film. be catastrophic if not handled yeah. appropriately. Okay. Good Google to know. that one. Google that one out there, people. <laughs> Google that one. Uh, you know, we uh, we did a little food tour this weekend as part nice. of Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, the the in laws were in town, and we decided to take a little excursion and do something a little different. I don't know if you ever done a food tour before. I have. Um, our friend of the show, Ali Khan, actually mm. hosted one that I went on about three or four years ago. Nice. And he took us to about four or five different spots in Austin. Obviously, you knew he'd be a great guide for something yeah. like that. So yeah, that was that's that was my peak food tour experience. Yeah, yeah we did uh, six different restaurants in Savannah. Nice. Um, and of the six, we had been to four of them. <laughs> So we kind of knew what we were getting at every single place. Uh, We've been to a lot of different places here in in Savannah. Uh, And overall, I thought it was good. It made me want to do a food tour in a city I haven't been to. Right. And, you know, because it was kind of like this wasn't as surprising here. Like I kind of knew everything already. So, yeah, weekend in town in a new spare city. I think that's a good agenda for half a day for sure. Yeah. Uh, But overall, kind of a cool experience. Cool way to kind of learn a little bit about the city to get a taste of a couple different places. Uh, I will say our food tour started strong with food and then ended kind of weak with food. Kind of the last three. The last one included uh a honey tasting so the last one was with savannah bee company which you i think i took you to right we went to savannah bee so uh it started it ended really strong actually with that but the last kind of two restaurants before that yeah not so great so okay well they can't all be hits i guess yeah i guess not that's all right all right, that's a wrap on this week's Course of Life podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you've listened this far, you need to be subscribed or liking the content you're hearing right now because we appreciate that and it gets this out to more people. Appreciate you again for tuning in and we'll see you next week.